Hello! Have you been hearing me talk about the Firewoman Retreat? If you haven't, let's talk about it now! And if you have and you haven't checked it out, just go check it out. Please, 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 please. I wouldn't be talking about it this much if I didn't really think it was at least worth a consideration of your alignment. If you are looking to deepen your consciousness into your body and this retreat's theme is spiritual transformation, sexual initiation, and power. It's an incredibly intense time right now. There's so much going on and that intensity is something that can take us down or that we can ride and it can take us through. And being connected to our pleasure, being supported in community to be re-educated around our pleasure, our spirituality, our sexuality is immeasurably valuable. It's so valuable. I'm so grateful that there are spaces where we are doing this with one another, where we're healing, we're growing, we're learning. So I'm going to be there. I will be contributing teaching. I will be there participating and I would love to take this journey with you. So if you haven't checked it out, please check it out now and I look forward to seeing you there. All right. Link is in the show notes. I'm Samantha Rise. Welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they could teach you. You already know everything they could say. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person. And that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them, can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks. And at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from and I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, beloved, and welcome back to Vagina Talks. At this moment, I am wearing the hat and role of host. They call me Sophia Wiseman, spider queen, daughter of the wind, auntle, aunt, auntie, sister, friend. When I'm a good week, I get called lover. It's it's I, many, many, many things. And right now I am 
I am here with you and I am so grateful to be together again. I'm deeply, deeply grateful. I am in transition moment. I have been living with my family and these new babies for five months. Over five months, I have voluntarily lived inside the homes of my siblings and cared for little tiny babies that have changed me forever. And I am forever grateful. And this week, I am transitioning. I'm heading west to get some loving to get some life to get some time where the most important thing is not the baby that is but feet away from me but um the the tending to the dreams and the weaving i am teaching next week with some amazing teachers uh and an amazing an event if you have walked with me before you've heard me talk about this event i've been talking about it for years i've been working with imagine for years it's called firewoman retreat and just to be clear woman in this circumstance specifically calls trans women cis women and them aligned non-binary people to come together and be healed re-educated and awakened uh and today Today, I have one of the guest teachers, an amazing human that has been working diligently and sounding the call for pleasure, uh, loud and broad and bold uh, to the world as as best as she can, as best as they are summoned. They have uh, they have done it, and I'm I'm excited to to see what comes forth as we kind of drop in together. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about them, and then I'm gonna bring them in, and we shall we together. Before I tell you about Luna more in detail, I want to just invite you to give yourself permission right now to get what you need out of the time that you're taking to listen to this show. So whether it's something that I say or whether it's something that Luna says or whether it's something that you think while we're talking or whether it's a flower that you smell on your walk, whatever it is that is going to feed you, give yourself permission to have that experience. You're joining us right now to get something Give yourself permission to get it, whatever it is. All right. Luna Diedrich, a.k.a. Pussy Witch. She, they, is a gently fierce, trauma-informed, pleasure educator, feminist business wizard, somatics nerd, love the body, and imperfect earth devotee. Love it. Obviously, our people, right? They are here to help us get free from pleasure oppression (laughs) and help us embody an abundant and pleasurable life while creating a more liberated world. That's the whole deal. We're doing this together because her ultimate pleasure is tied to our collective liberation. Yes, it's. That's why we're here. That's the thing. Mine, yours, ours is. Pleasure is not just what's easy. It's what feels right. And I'll say this, that process of learning and sorting between what feels right and what we've been conditioned to do what we think is not always often. There's a lot of space between those things. And so pleasure is really finding our truth, knowing our truth, and then being able to hear that as our compass. Raised Catholic, a middle child, and a born people pleaser, knowing what they want in their sex life and beyond has not always been easy. And they're a big believer in big shifts through small daily actions. I am into this human people. And they (laughs) uh, incorporate daily reflection prompts and gentle somatics into their liberatory framework. Since 2016, with the help of daily writing and habit and lots of rest, they have led almost 3,000 students through an online course and workshops while still having the abundance of time for the loves like wild foraging, nasty dancing, reading all the books, community living, 
fur babies and hilarious date nights with your sweetie Luna. Come on down. <laughs> wow, what an introduction. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I want to know, Luna, what is alive for you like right now? Like what is in the churn? What is like, what is working you? What are you working? Mm. What's really alive for me is learning how to soften my boss witch heart and how to really surrender in my relationships and in my community and to God, the divine universal consciousness, what, however people want to translate that. Um, and yeah, I've been playing kind of bossy bottom for a long time where I'm just like, uh, and there's not like a good or bad to that. I love like deconstructing the binary of morality. Um, and I just have been very bratty when it comes to like demanding things in my life and then like not really being receptive and like full body grateful to them. So it's an another layer of pleasure um, is learning how to mm. kind of taking my defenses um, and like my, for example, my South node, if you're into astrology at all is in cancer. So learning how to like not have my, not be such a snabby crab of like being hypersensitive of like when something happens and then become like the, the social justice warrior of like, well, that's not okay. And like all of a sudden like be fighting, like how can I have my warrior self as a trusting protector guide that's kind of just like behind my back that I can lean on and have my heart a bit more open and soft and receptive and not be like so ready to armor up and fight all the time. <sighs> <sighs> yes. I love that. I love that. And I can, I, so many things come to mind when you talk about that. One is when I had my initiation into womanhood, um, which I tell the whole story of in a in an episode way back when. We'll throw a link in there if you want to hear the whole initiation into into womanhood that I did. But it, one of as soon as you're at the end there, this you're describing. Uh, that's also where Sophia Wise one comes from. Is that that story of that is is in that initiation and. Um, I was I was in a, a, a journey. I was walking in the woods and I was doing a point by point um, kind of guidance walk. So I would see one thing went off the path and would see one point and I would walk to that one point and then I would get the next point. I would like receive that medicine there and then move kind of in and I was this like line. I would like do these lines and it took me down to the water and it brought me up. And one of the one of the messages that I got was like, leaning I was with this tree and this tree taught me that as I pressed my spine into the tree as I pressed back and leaned like took this energy and pushed in and felt the support and the support came into my body the front of me opened mm. my heart opened my pelvis opened my belly opened it was like the more I could lean in and let the tree support me and the more the tree could support me the more I opened and it just was I mean, 
like all it was life-changing like all medicine moments right that are like they really like really taking it in and as you talk about that like that place of of what it is to lean and open in that and I've been having this really amazing this is actually the first time I'm talking about it. it's a little risky because it's felt like in the works and it still is in the works but it looks like I'm in the process of receiving and getting and moving into an RV and a truck which mm. I um, has been a long time coming. I started drawing pictures and imagining this in 2015-ish, 2015-2016. So, um, so it's been a long time coming. And when these invitations and these lines up, the synchronicity started to line up that it would could really be real for me this time, I, I really had to look at um, – where I said I wanted and where I there was no door open door right like yeah. where in my life and being was I like drop it off and then like there are packages on the other side of the door I was like I'm not opening that door <laughs> <laughs> like nope that door is shut that is nailed it is like barricaded like no thank you last time I opened that door it didn't feel good I'm not doing it again you know and being like okay but like literally what you want is on the other side of that that's where it is you know yeah and I had had this lover that I just was like oh my gosh what a fucking teacher learning journey like with this process and even in I could feel energetically that their soul energy was coming to talk to me and I was so standoffish in this like soul space and I was like Sophia is that what you want like you can have boundaries mm. still that's fine but like do you want to be standoffish in this sacred soul space that you've been asking to have spacious connection in because like you're doing that right now you are being standoffish so um so I really I really appreciate that that aliveness that softening and mm. and that place of the the warrior I was thinking about this the other day because my mom is a, a yoga teacher. She um, studied integral yoga 30 plus years ago uh, oh. at, at uh, Yogananda, Yogaville um, with Swami Satchanananda. And she, she, she was really sick. And it was one of the few things she could do to um, that took care of her, you know. And so she started, you know, the way that she was taught to, to practice was to share the practice. Like she's like, I'm not a teacher, but we can practice together. I'll share my practice with yeah. you. Um and um, and if you really, really want to learn, learn from a teacher, here's the teacher. In the meantime, we can practice together, right? So in the kind yeah. while, as my, my friend Suki says, in the kind while. And, uh, and um, oh, my God, where was I going? This My mom, yoga, Swami Satchananda. I always get so excited. I see images of um, – have you been there? Have you been to Yogaville? It's so beautiful. No, it's, I've heard of it, though. Lotus Dome. I'm just transported. Um Oh my gosh. Warrior softening. Warrior pose. There's where I was going. I was thinking about the teaching of, uh, uh, and my mother teaches like archetypes, like the archetypes of the teachers and, mm -hmm. and in the postures, you know, and, and the difference between a soldier and a warrior, there's a lot of differences, right? But one of the soldier, one is the soldier takes orders and two, the warrior has its own compass, its own discernment. And that the first mm. job of the warrior is to keep the boundary, and to be in communication. It's not to mm. aggress at all. It's just to keep the line. And it's like, this is the line. And then, and to do it with an open heart and to do it without judgment, 
and to do it with clarity. That's actually the warrior's path is to hold that line without judgment, without aggression. And then the final Mm. line is to do it at all costs, to be fearless of death, to not be afraid of death, to like be like, that's, this is what it is to be, to be whole in that space. And, um, and that softness, like what, how much softness is required and, and how much presence is needed for that clear sight to be able to, right? That like when we're in, when I'm in that aggression, when I'm in that um, standoffish place, right? Like my vision is not the clearest it could be, right? Like yeah. I'm not the most, I'm not free from judgment. I'm not in my open-hearted <laughs> warrior, right? That's like, it's, I'm like, I'm anticipating all the things that are going to go wrong is like not exactly like the open heart um, space, you know? And so that. That place, that that warrior, that sacred warrior path in this time where um, we need to be fearless, fearless of death, like we need to be mm-hmm. willing to speak and stand and and take risks and show up and rest and restore and have pleasure because those are just as risky in this in this world, if not if not more. Um, like we need to do all of that and. Like the seat of that teaching for me is like, what is that really, right? Because it's not aggression mm-hmm. and it's not dominance and it's not control mm-hmm. over the other people. And so mm-hmm. the deeper place of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love what you said about it not being dominance. Um, I've been thinking a lot about power lately and just, you know, what happens when people feel disempowered um, and how that comes out and how, you know, especially cause I've been teaching and facilitating. I'm, I think I'm like letting go again, like you said about yoga and letting go of the word teacher. I've been gardening a lot lately and I'm like, I'm not a teacher. I'm a facilitator. I don't teach plants how to grow. I just tend the soil and <laughs> plant the seeds and and like yes. make sure they get watered when it's not raining and um and I'm like that's what I I'm just a p- pleasure facilitator and mm. um and and I have been more and more stepping into the role of teaching people how to be leaders in the online world and run businesses with integrity and um for example I have this course called Boss Witch and then I've like I've gotten a lot of feedback, you know, of like the girl boss archetype and how it is um, uh, troubling. And I and I've, some things that I've been, you know, deconstructing the past few years is this like energy of when people who have not had power, so say people who are socialized as women, um, and then they have some access to power there is this like pendulum swing dominance type of thing. And like, like uh, a, then like it needs to be so unapologetic that then it's like stomping out other people's space. You know, it's this like, well, I'm gonna take up all of the space now. And I've really been deconstructing that in myself my like middle school mean girl that like wants to be cool and wants to be powerful and it's terrifying like I have such and I feel like that's very connected to the white supremacy that is within myself like it it feels like such the middle school mean girl archetype and how to like slow down 
and how to know that like mm. I I can be so powerful and I don't need to dominate others with that like I can I don't I can be standing in my sovereignty but that doesn't mean that I need to then put that energy out aggressively on top of others and demand that I get their space too. And so I'm really curious about what that feels like in my body and just feeling like, it, I guess one way it feels like is noticing urgency and, um, and how to just sit with the feeling of urgency and allow it to move through my body without needing to react to it. Like that feels like one of the, one of the things to work with. And especially in, um, r while running a business because it, capitalism makes us like feel so urgent or it makes me feel so urgent sometimes and social media can make me feel so urgent sometimes. I'm like, nope, I don't need to respond to that. Um, right now um and ebony janice is a, a a brilliant black i think i think she goes by woman I'm, i don't quote me on that though but she has taught a class about white urgency and so i just want to tie that in that i'm like there's a i'm never like the one that's thinking these thoughts completely they're just coming through and there's lots of threads of people talking about it so i like to try to honor the the lineages and threads of where things are coming from as much as i can yeah absolutely that urgency piece is really uh really alive for me right now too i've really been and really been noticing that and i've been i basically it's funny. I've been thinking about this. I think it's hilarious, this term, because I keep saying, like, I've been on sabbatical now for, like, two years. And and then I look at, like, what I did during my sabbatical, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's, like, a lot of people do that sabbatical. They, like, finish writing a book, or they, like, publish some music. They do things. I'm like, that is, like, not a sabbatical. Like, I'm like, next time I take a sabbatical, my report is going to be, like, the fucking beach. Like, serious. Like, my if I word my ass off on the sabbatical, but what I did not do was like touch other people's bodies. Uh, very, mm. I mean, very, very few. I'd, like just very different ceremony holding space. I did like a couple. I ran a couple like classes or courses or things like that, but so different. I only ran the things that either spirit was like this now. Yes, absolutely. Like no question. Which was like one. I did a I did an internal pelvic floor um workshop um that would feel really felt like needed to happen I think this probably that applies for this too I the only things that I offered were in that mode of like I need to do this for myself you can join me if you mm. want was mm -hmm. like that was those were the offerings that I did in this way mm -hmm. and and I've taken these two years to really um to be determined to do it differently because I I didn't quote unquote go on sabbatical I fucking crashed and burned and was destroyed and had no choice mm. and was like I can mm. either keep hurting myself by working the way that I've been working on every level relationship like internally um professionally financially it was just like this is the pattern is a pattern of destruction like I have to stop yeah. I I just have to stop I just have to stop and I'm not gonna pick it up again until I'm gonna do it differently yeah so here I am, right? So like here, so two years pass where I was just like, nope. And so I'm in this place now where I can feel for the first time there are these yeses where people are like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, 
And I was literally, this happened to me last week where I was talking with someone and they were like, yeah, I'd like to work with you for a week. And I was like, yeah. And I literally was like, who said that? Like, I've heard myself <laughs> for years now be like, ah, uh, ah get yeah. back to it. Maybe I feel like I could help you. So I feel like I should. But like, mm. but she, I was just like, yes, I felt it in my body. I was like, oh, that's a yes. I, oh, that's a yes. And I was like, whoa, OK, <sighs> this is different, you know. And so then just this morning, I was like, oh, I really want this. Con- I really want to, like, get this contract. But I got to update this contract because, like, none of my contracts are up to date. They're from my fucking work that I did two years ago, you know. And mm-hmm. I was like, I got an invoice. And I was like, none of my fucking invoices are up to date. All that that's none of that's r- like, oh, like and just being like, and I'm menstruating and I have a few days here with my family. I'm gonna cry about it. A few days left with my family before I like yeah. go for a couple months. And I'm just like, yeah, that's not, um, yeah, it can wait. Like it can mm-hmm. just wait. It can wait a day. It can wait two weeks. Yeah. It's all right. I was like trying, I'm trying to talk to an accountant. I'm looking at, I've done all this stuff of like getting my business and all my ducks in a row. And then just, ha- but it being a little scattered, um, like having my business licensed in one state and having my like massage license in another state and having my permanent residency in another state and being like, Oof. maybe I would like to, and like, and now having like, a, I'm getting this, getting this RV and, and being like, what's, what state do I register that vehicle in? Like, what is happening? And just being like, I need some, it's ready. I'm ready to like pull this together and and create this tree to lean back against, right? This like, there was a strategy scattering myself as is, was absolutely a protective strategy and, and, and an attempt to like maintain some control and to be hard to track. That's a definite like, like, like feminine obscuration spell is like, you can't, your job is to track me, but you can't, um, Mm. You know, and and to just be like, I nope, like steady, like I want the steady, you know, and being like, mm. I need answers, but being like, I'll talk to somebody next week, like looking at the schedule and being like, ah, what am I gonna do? I double book, and being like, it's not that big of a deal actually. It's just yep. it doesn't become urgent now. It doesn't, and yep. so I've been really so grateful because I can feel that coming up, but I. I have I have successfully changed the habits. So even though the feeling comes up, I watch the the dom- I don't have to actually exert that much effort to change the habit most days. Um, the most tender days have been the past two days where I'm, my grief is coming up. I'm like so excited and nervous mm. about what's coming next. And then I'm so sad mm. about departing from this way here. Um, those feelings have made it very tempting to get controlling around my business or other things. Um, so instead, I just sit and watch myself do that little play. And I'm like, well, that's, yeah. So, so that was something I appreciate you talking about urgency because it's been, it's been in my, it's been in my internal landscape, this, this conversation of just being like, no, you're not going to like make that happen. It's not what yeah. you're doing. It's not how you live your life anymore. Remember how sick that made you? I do. I do remember. You're going to do that anymore? Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, we don't force our poops. My whole family is like, I mean, not everyone in my family, but like many of us are like recovering from hemorrhoids. It's been like this like family Ugh. thing. I mean, something like 74% of Americans have hemorrhoids, like stressed motherfuckers, but um, yeah. but uh, like in some degree or another. And so there's this like, re- we've had a lot of conversations about our relationship with shit, our relationship with stuff. And like one of the mantras of like, yeah. I say is like, we don't force our shit anymore. 
We don't force our stuff. We just don't force our stuff. Like it's literally injurful. It's injurious, you know? Yeah. And so like that's that urgency piece of like it's got to happen. I got to get this out now is literally how you get hemorrhoids, people. It's like not – it's simple. It's like don't. Just don't let it. Relax, drink some water, do a little exercise. And then it'll just slide right out. (laughs) Easy. Yep. It's that it takes that moment of pause because like the amygdala in our brains is always like checking what's stressful. Like that's a freaking powerful survival response that we needed. Like of course. And so having the empathy of like not shaming when we feel anxious or scared or urgent and then being like, wait a second, let's bring the context in. Is this actually urgent right now? Like I get to question, am I shooting on myself? Does this really need to happen? Am I getting rigid? Because I doubt it can be like the littlest of thing of like, well, I need to go to the grocery store today. And then that will make my whole day stressed because I'm trying to wiggle in the, in the grocery store. And then when I slow down, take a breath and be like, wait a second, where's the should? Fuck. Like I told myself that I need to go to the grocery store today. Wait, I have food for dinner tonight. I'll be okay. Like it can wait until tomorrow and I can slow down and it's like it's so easy to do to oneself and it's so like the the culture that we're swimming in um so normalized yeah so normalized yeah so normalized yeah yeah that that place as you were talking um oh no you had more to say you had more to say Oh, I was just thinking about this example of visiting a friend and uh, I've never lived in big cities. I always thought that I wanted to. Um, and I'm really grateful that I haven't. But I visited a friend like in the Maryland area and I, and I was still in college at this point. And um, she, her mom was taking us to like the arcade or or something. And I was like, yeah, we're in middle school again. Um, we were going to the arcade. We were on all these highways. And I just remember her mom being like, just like so stoked about how quick we got on the highway. And she was just like really amped up and really like, fuck yeah, we went this fast and we got, we made it there in 10 minutes. And it was just like, the traffic was ridiculous. And it was just like a game of like getting I was so confused of like why she was so excited about time and like efficiency and it's like honoring the part that like gets off on efficiency. Yeah, there's something sexy about that. And there was something that oh, felt yeah. so deeply unsettling in my body too of like, wait, what are why are we gamifying everything and like why why are we glorifying quickness? And um and speed so that that's just like the epitome of that example of just it's, like maybe that's what I needed yeah, to say I don't know <laughs> th- yeah thanks I appreciate it it's, I think it's one of those moments for me where it's like yeah speed efficiency I'm obsessed like with all the healing work that I do and tell people I'm like my whole thing is like it's hard it's hard to heal and so I'm obsessed with efficiency it's why I love pelvic floor work it's why I love Mm. brain training it's why I love the things that I love it's why there's it's why I say the same stuff over and over again um is because I'm like it's the stuff that works like efficiency it's the stuff that works you know so it's like I hear that and then I'm like the speed and I'm a total gamer so like like gamify you know things like that love that and 
to me, it's like, it's when it's not, and this is my nature. I've always been this way of just being like, not, um, I've had to learn how to appreciate competitiveness because I've so inherently Mm. been like my whole life. I've always just one of those persons just like, why do we keep score? I play this game for eight hours without ever keeping score. Like I know how to make a point. Like I know the goal of what we're doing, but why do we have to track who who does that more often? I've come to have an understanding and appreciation of it as a mechanism of, I don't know, existence or whatever, but having this understanding of like when we can value rest to the same celebratory degree as like speed, right Mm -hmm. then like then that's a different that's a place where like we're appreciating the what it is to be alive right that sometimes stuff is like fast as efficient and sometimes stuff is like a mess and cyclical and like like why did this lover have to not talk to me for four months while they made a million stories about me and then come back and be like so this is what I was thinking and then I get to say three sentences and it like (sighs) is different being like well it's interesting you say that because i remember it this way and they're like good point you know and then we move forward why did it take four months it's like because life is wild right like and maybe those four months literally is efficiency like it's not so contrary right the like my one of my favorite teachings is um uh uh you want to speed up outside slow down inside Mm. and just like really like cultivating that like internal slowdown and when I look at my Mm. life I'm like that has really been true like especially as someone Mm. who like has been you know I've never been formally diagnosed with ADD but I've been told I would quote unquote fit the criteria by professionals Um, (laughs) and uh, as I've cultivated like that rewiring of just being like my ADD being a trauma response of being quick 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 and inside slowing down and being like, oh, I am way like more efficient. And it's not this speed outside that it's not quick like that. But you look mm-hmm. and it's like people look at me and they're like, whoa, that happened in like all that happened in four months. And I'm like, yeah, like all that happened in four months. Like, yep, that did. That happened. Um, yeah. Urgency, efficiency. What are your what are some of your favorite ways to like to slow your down, to interrupt, to downregulate, to what do you, what do you do? What are your, mm. what are some of your how-tos for yourself or, yeah. Well, first I, just to start with a mindset piece is like one of my mantras is let it be easy. Like how can I make this easier? And yeah because I am someone that can get off on um, lots of bells and whistles and like getting getting lost in shoulds of like how my courses or how my offerings or how my online presence or how my home should look and be and feel. And then I'm just like, wait a second, like how could this be, how could this be like really, really easy? And like, how could making money be really, really easy? Like, I don't need to put out, put out, put out, put out. Like, I, it like actually gets to just come to me. And um, yeah, like, for example, taking week-long breaks from social media. And it helps me so decondition of like, I don't need to post every day to make, I'm making just as much money when I don't post every day. And like, 
I, I don't need to have like detailed curriculum. I can just come out and I'm way more present with people and it, it creates a lot more value. Um, so those are, yeah, those are in the business realm of let it be easy. And then just, I mean, so much gardening right now is such, such medicine of being able to, because I'm a very like Saturnian individual. I, I have a really strong Saturn in um, my chart and, um, and like, just like my Saturn's in Aquarius. I have a like Capricorn rising, Capricorn North node that are ruled by Saturn. So I really like things in the physical realm and I really like the, the daily habits. So any type of like daily habits that let me slow down. So like picking a tarot card every morning and um, journaling, like those little things that maybe don't feel like they are in the moment creating like huge results. Like sometimes I'm like, why am I doing this again? And then I'm like, oh, like the trajectory of being able to see the slow patterns over time. Um, and yeah. I've really come to trust that change that comes really slow in a way that encourages me to, to keep up with it. Like there's like a positive feedback loop that I have on it now. I had this, uh, I had this boyfriend in high school and, uh, <laughs> and 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 we would I would try to break up with them because it was not working it was not fun and or was not is not good and then he would be like I'm gonna change all these things and then he would for two weeks immediately it was just like be on good behavior you know and then it would slowly deteriorate again and then he would just mm -hmm. go back to like being who he is you know and I was like mm -hmm. this is not compatibility like this is not compatibility and they'd be like no 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 I don't want you to go like and then it would like they'd be on good behavior and and I really learned that like that switch overnight is so uh unappealing to me and and yeah. actually the slow growth micro change is so appealing to me which is why this well, I was making reference to this like four months of like don't talk to me and then call um but being like what when you called four months later I trust that conversation because of the way we had the conversation and who you were mm. and who I was because of the work that we did between then and now, because this is a different conversation than we had four months ago, right? Mm. And what I know from this moment. And so we take another two months to take space and have another conversation. And that conversation is different than the one that we had before. And being like, yeah. I trust this relationship more than the one where we talk all the time and it's like fast change that doesn't stick. It's like I'd yep. rather have space and have the actual dynamics and conversations be different. Um, or that being said as well, when I was married, we made incredible progress in our relationship dynamics and our patterns in ourselves and each other with these the little things, you know. And at the time, my my wife was pretty – like at times 
she's pretty like impatient. Like, when do we get to do the next thing? And I was like, when mm-hmm. we're naturally doing the next thing. Yeah. Like, we don't decide to do the next thing. We we just find ourselves doing it. Like, we need this yeah. this dynamic. We need this trauma pattern that we're running together to be different. So we heal the underlying things, and then when we're not running this trauma pattern, we're going to be doing something else. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and then we got a divorce. Um, you know, because we like came out of our trauma patterns and said, oh, wow, okay, this is different. You know, we just had an amazing moment. Um, for me, I had an amazing moment. Um, it's been three years since we got our divorce and we took a walk the other day and I just felt like, ugh, like it was probably three years, almost three years to the date of our divorce ceremony. And it was like, we're here. Like we made it. Like I care. I like hearing about your life. I I want to mm. share the details of my life with you and I value your presence in my life and 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 we're not trying to make decisions that are that make I used to say like my very way of being was stressful <laughs> to her. <laughs> and I was like that's not fair. I love you. I don't want you to live with someone who's like natural rhythm is like mm. a little edgy for you you know it's like and it's like we don't have to be that edge to each other and it took three years to really kind of drop into the next place and we're here and I trust that now because those three years were respectful and kind and the communication that we had and spacious you know and so now we're here and that's amazing that's amazing and it's different yeah. than being like having a good conversation and being like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Right. And then just like yeah. playing it at the surface. It's just I'm like, no, nah, I don't need that for 10 years. I don't need that. That's not what I'm here for. Go ahead. Don't talk no. to me for 10 months. That's fine. But like then when we talk, let's really talk, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So real. What's some. Um, what's some. Uh, What's some themes that people are working with right now that you're seeing around relationships? What's some collective learning that you've got mm. that you've got showing up? Um, that's a good question. I think. Something about, uh, well, one thing I think is about respect. Like, I think what I see is that when people don't respect their partner because of their, for example, their gender, you know, like I'll see, um, feminists dating cis men that and they're just like I hate all men and they're like but not my guy and then but there's still this like underlying like disrespect that I have so much empathy for like so Mm. much and and it also hurts my heart like and that can go for anyone like if you know cis men fundamentally disrespecting women cis women trans women the feminine um that causes disharmony so i've something i've been thinking about is just this like when you disrespect someone on some level 
fundamentally like what the resentment that that causes and the like the and how dangerous resentment is like say there's just something that you disrespect about your partner your lover of like maybe it's a, a political choice maybe it's a way they wear their hair maybe it's the way that they don't do the dishes and you're just like I just think that this is disgusting like that that's I think where we need to do the work like if we're going to be with people like we have to learn how to respect them and accept them for and not try to you know date them for a a promise in the future of how they will be and like it's just I yeah how can we can we love them if they never changed for who they are right now can we love and accept that and, and what do we need to do in ourselves for that to be a thing? And if we can't do it, then like, get out. Like, don't do it. You're hurting yourself and you're hurting the other person. Like, I'm, I'm tired of seeing people be mean to each other. Like, that's mm. just, it, may, it breaks my heart. Like, we don't need to be mean to one another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the phrase that's been coming out of my mouth a lot recently is the distance or the difference between the potentiality of someone and the reality of someone Mm -hmm. and the potentiality of a relationship and the reality of a relationship and that you need to make decisions in the moment for the reality. Even if you can hold the potentiality, I think it's also important to not choose between them, but to know what you're making, what decision for right? Like I hold the potentiality out for everyone, right? But I make decisions for the reality. And like that, I've had to learn that again and again, I guess, you know, (laughs) like I'm in in that moment myself, right? Like in that. And I think one of my, you know, I'm such a micro macro, I'm such an internal external, like do the internal work, see it external framework person. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that ability for me of being like, you know, I was writing this letter of just like begging with myself, like begging myself to begging this lover to like love me and accept me. And I interrupted myself. My own inner voice was like, can you love me like that? Can you love me the way can, I want to be loved like that? Like now I want you, Sophia, can you love Sophia the way that you want this person to love Sophia? And I was like, shit. I know the answer to that is yes. And I know that there's distance between where I am currently loving you and Mm. yes, (laughs) right? Like there's some space in between. Like I want, I want to, to love you like that. I want to love the reality of you while holding space and supporting the potentiality of you. And I want to make decisions and accept, but I want to accept that, you know, and that was this fall for me that I really saw that. And I, that's where I am right now. I feel like it's one of so beautifully disorienting. I feel like I'm like really loving the reality of myself while also holding space for the potentiality of myself. They're not in conflict. They're not in competition and they are, um, they're both, they're both real, right? The potentiality that etheric thread that's pulling us forward isn't less real than the reality or the present reality right? Um, The potential reality and the present reality, this moment. And so that, that is, I really appreciate what you're saying. And that piece of respect is so key. It's so key. I remember like being with this person who was telling me about their partner wanting to kind of get into like having this desire for open relationship aspect. And Mm -hmm. I said, 
you know, I said, you know, one of my exes, uh, when I was looking to cultivate this acceptance of polyamory in myself, was I realized that they, like, it wasn't just that they didn't want an open relationship, it's that they actually found it, like, disgusting, that they didn't respect it, that they were like, wait, this is how you want to have your sexual mm-hmm. relationships like that it grosses me out and mm-hmm. so I got to say to this friend I said I said it's more I said and that's what destroyed our partnership it wasn't because I I my <laughs> I love me but like I am a picky spiritual most of the people that I have even since I've like you know kind of stepped into this full polyamory world like it's a very short list of people that I've known for less than 15 years that I like mm-hmm. connect with. Like I have, my body has told me and continues to teach me there's a lot of respect and space and a kind of presence that it wants before it opens. Like I have so much, I've aimed to be courageous and open my body and like my like aspiring slut was one of the things that I've like said in my claiming for myself was like, I could do it. I could do it. Like I can yeah. feel free in that, you know? And, um, and I am, and especially in terms of my embodiment and my expression, and when it comes to putting things inside my body, I, my body is a very powerful, sensitive machine and it needs real specific fuel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is like, not, it is like, needs some highly, uh, filtered stuff. I, you know, that is, I've, I've learned what it is to put energy really like sexually take energy inside me is very different than to play with it outside of me. And so in that outside mm-hmm. world, that playful world, I can connect with a lot of people. It feels really good. And when it comes to that like deep intimate space. So even though I have that like short list, so to have a partner where I'm like, realistically, if you were to just totally embrace this polyamory of me, I'm probably talking about bringing two to five people into our shared bedroom over the next 50 years. Mm. That's probably what I'm really talking about. And to have those people mm-hmm. be like friends, deeply intimate, long-term, mm-hmm. um, like partners in ritual and intentionality. Because that's mm-hmm. me. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. that's who I am, right? Um, and what really got me, what destroyed that partnership was it didn't matter the idea grossed them out. And I was like, I gross you out. Why would I, why would I want to have sex with someone who finds my sexuality gross? Like it hurts so much when I finally put it together that I was like, oh, it's not personal, but like, it's real personal because it's me. Like, you know, like I was like, oh, you just don't like this idea that grosses you out. And like, so I got to say, I was like, so you've got to like clean that up. Like, it's like, this idea of being like disgusted by your partner and then being like, I don't know why they don't want to have sex with me anymore. It's like, cause you literally respond to their fantasies as though they are gross. Yeah. That's like not yummy, you know? And I was like, so either like find a way to embrace your partner's sexuality. That's not yours. Like this just in, you can be in love with someone who's polyamorous and not be like, you yep. that's act like that's actually an option like you can have one partner and be like that's cool I'm good and to have a partner be like yeah I have multiple sexual partners and I was like if you can if you respect that person and their sexuality as an autonomous being and your sexuality as an autonomous being that's choosing to share that mm-hmm. then that's not in conflict and they were like whoa right like that was like 
oh. And I was like, and if you want to care for your marriage, you got to do that anyway, whether anybody else yeah. comes into the bedroom or not. Like that's like, yeah. I was like, I, I was like, I probably could have stayed in that partnership if the, for much, and I'm kind of, I mean, I'm grateful how it went, how it was, but I was like this, what really hurt was was being found disgusting and and yeah. and and viewed with disrespect. Um, yeah, that's what hurt. Not not being like, no, I don't, because I didn't even have anyone in particular. Well, I did have one person in particular, but they were not interested. <laughs> so, you know, there was no there was no reality on the table at the moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but it was still enough to have it be. So I really I appreciate that respect piece. I think that's so important because. It feels really obvious, but I don't know what the words are. It's just like, I just want to yell. Like, it's, <laughs> this is not the soft. Is it the soft? I don't know. The like, the white supremacy, colonial, like body, like take down, tear down, control. This idea that someone else's pleasure is our parameters to like decide, uh, to police, to like yeah. have a take on it, to decide, to like, to decide whether or not we, it's good enough for, it's just, it's weird to me. It feels it feels in my body like it's obviously something that's been like trained and entrenched because mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I'm in that quiet place, none of that makes sense or applies, right? In mm-hmm. that quiet soul place, I'm like, oh, I have these connections with people and they're sacred and I don't own people and people don't own me and we like navigate mm-hmm. them with respect and it's very simple. And like that notion of that potential and reality piece being like, if the reality is like, I want to do these things and someone else doesn't want to do those things, then we don't do those things together. Mm-hmm. Like there's just this mm-hmm. like simplicity to it, you know, um, that it's, is so yeah. that's yeah. Go please, please, please. It, it kind of reminds me of like circling back to that dominator thing of like, well, this is how I view my reality. And so therefore other people have to be this way too. When, in reality, yeah, I feel like it does tie back into that white supremacist, colonial, imperial, you know, um, systemic yeah. bullshit of like, where we find that disgust response, you know, besides it being, I mean, there are valid things to be disgusted by, like rotting food that our bodies are like, no, we're not supposed to eat that. But when it comes to like these like, <laughs> It also can be really just such fertile, rich territory to Mm. explore and navigate of like, what am I suppressing within my psyche, within my subconscious that then I feel the urge to police others on? Like, it's such juicy work for, for kink shadow work, you know, like where... I've had such powerful experiences with my partner and through kink lovemaking of exploring what are the things that freak me out and, or what are the things like often whatever I feel like uh, freaked out by or disgusted by in my partner actually kind of turns me on in some way. Not saying that it's the thing for everyone, but that is how, what I have found personally. So it's like such rich ground where yeah. um where say that they are where i ha- start having that thing of like oh you were excited about you fantasized about hooking up with a stranger 
weird. Like I don't, I'm not that I'm saying that into that to their face, but I like feel that like gut instinct of like, ugh. And then I explore it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of hot. Like I want to fantasize yeah. about that. And then we'll like do a scene where we explore that, and it's so rich and amazing. And like, or yeah, or I've had scenes where I like compete with other people to like claim my lover, and God, like, and just like break down in tears, where I really get to feel that like intense jealousy and like a, but while being in pleasure and connection and like competition it's just like we gotta work that out we don't have to be like no we can't feel competitive we can't feel jealous we can't feel disgusted like recently I got off on being disgusting like where like I asked uh-huh. my partner to tell me I'm disgusting tell me I'm disgusting and then I just it was so hot and I was like oh my god I got off on being disgusting like I am unstoppable now <laughs> congratulations I can do anything <laughs> Some socialized person with three on the Enneagram often I'm like oh well if I don't care if someone finds me attractive or not then like no one can fuck with me yeah totally I think about like polarization like that like strong magnetism is like when you flip it it's the same right it's like the repulsion is so strong so far and like if you can that's that alchemy piece too is like if you can get it and flip it you know, mm-hmm. and I also love what you're saying about like embracing the disgust. And for me, like the both sides of it too, just being like, I don't have to disrespect something that I discussed. I could just be mm-hmm. like, no, thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I could just be like, I don't want that. Like, yep. it's not yep. a problem. I don't have to be disrespectful towards it. I could just say no, you know, like this partner got together with me when I was like, I'm like, in pelvic pain and have repressed sexual stuff and probably when that clears I'm probably going to want to have sex with other people do you still Mm want to be in a long-term relationship with me and they were like yeah let's try it out you know and it's like and we did and we tried it out and when that repression started to heal and I started to come up and I was like yeah this seems real they were like gross Mm -hmm. I was like okay well I'm gonna go now you know yeah um but so just like that it's like we don't have to be disrespectful or mean because we discussed something you're even allowed to have that disgust and that disgust can turn into what you're talking about that like sexy flip you know um it doesn't have to (laughs) it doesn't have to it's like it's like right it's like yes there's so much space for yes in that and so I just like I love what you're saying and and I think that ability to discern especially as like this like witchy bloody like wild woman people have a lot of attraction to me that they don't understand you know that they're like Mm -hmm. I just want it and I'm like you don't actually want me you actually want to drink your own menstrual blood but you're scared to drink your own menstrual blood so you want to be near Mm -hmm. me because I drink Mm -hmm. my menstrual blood you know Uh and I'm like so go drink your menstrual blood and then like maybe we can fuck like yeah you know yeah. that's like this like thing like this navigation of all of that but you know nav like all the layers of that and I just love it like that rich rich fertile soil there's so much information right there's like so much information in that somatic body-based like those strong responses I, I always say feelings don't tell us the truth they tell us the truth about how we feel right mm-hmm. so like feelings tell us the truth about how we feel about something mm-hmm. and so that's useful information it doesn't tell us mm-hmm. the truth of what something is doesn't mean uh-huh. i'm disgusting it means that you're mm-hmm. disgusted by what i'm talking about that's mm-hmm. really useful information yep. information that's rich there's so much in there of like what you yep. could be wanting and being afraid of or what wouldn't serve you and there's something yep. else for you to turn towards and go for yeah 
I really love where this conversation is going in terms of our the, our collaboration um, with Firewoman because I'm thinking mm. about the spiritual transformation, um, sexual initiation, and power, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's the theme of Firewoman. Like we are coming together to to create a space. And I think about respect. I think about self-respect. I think about respecting other people. Mm-hmm. I think about dominance. And I think about mm-hmm. how much um, – those things come out of like wounding internalized wounding an external wound like like this kind of the battleground that is this you know i i view us in 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 like a recovery place even though i know it's still currently happening i hold that kind of stronger current that we're like pulling through um Mm. uh you know and so looking at at this place of power right like one of my favorite Buddhist teachings to talk about is that like the pursuit of power is like good and righteous and whole and well it's just where are you looking for that power right because if you look for it outside of you it will you will be very unsatisfied and lead to much suffering but if you look keep if you take that hunger for power and take it and look for what is your seat of power that's very fulfilling Mm -hmm. because we are massively powerful and we hunger to feel that power to know that power and then I think to really wield it with care is Mm -hmm. is what's so satisfying that's like Mm -hmm. that's so satisfying and so thinking about transformation and healing and thinking about sexual initiation and 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 um I really am over the word ownership when it comes to like talking about our bodies. I understand it as a reclamation Mm -hmm. of just being like Mm -hmm. we've been conditioned that like you know but just so I guess maybe it's coming up so I'll I'll lean into a little bit and my own feeling about it but this kind of it's like claiming I think about it as like I'm taking the deed back and putting my name on it and then the house rules are it's fucking this is God's house this isn't a person's house like this is Mm -hmm. there's no human that has like the right here it's like you know, but I'm going to take the deed. If there's a deed, mm-hmm. if apparently I live in a land where there's deeds, the deed is in my name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's what's happening. Like that coming in here, that initiation, that, that power place. So, so yeah. So I'm thinking, so that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about all these co- pieces that we're talking about and I'm getting excited because I feel like maybe what I want to say is like that shadow work. I imagine loves shadow work and does mm-hmm. awesome shadow. And there's a, I know there's a shadow work piece in the retreat next week. Um, and, um, and just that place of that soul work, like doing that deep yeah. soul work of like what it is to claim. Our, and that's what I have found, like my power, my freedom to look. Cause I, speaking of disgust, the first time I went to drink my menstrual blood, I almost vomited like three times. It, yeah. I was terrified and disgusted and I kept going back into trance states and being like okay but like what else could I do you know and it was like no do it and when I drank it I was like there's only one reason I would be doing this right now and that's because it's powerful Mm. there's only one reason I would be drinking this if everything else in my life has told me to not and it's because it's powerful and so when I drank Mm. it I accepted my power I I took in my power that I was and then I laid down and in my vision landscape I was this this sacred the sacred red river covered everything created a picture frame and then coded every image in it and then I dropped into a deep sleep Mm. and everything got coded in this this sacred the river the sacred creation river that I was like 
comes through me, comes through my body. Like what a gift. And I'm going to accept that. And I'm going to take that. And I'm going to learn how to be in that. And, and Mm. yeah. And that comes in for me. And I think about, um, like, I like think about sexual initiation or sexual power and that notion of like, that's like my, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not making sentences, but maybe I'll just stop talking. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's, I'm feeling so much energy for the firewoman retreat. Like I'm just, that it really is going to be people stepping into a portal of time and space and just potential. And, um, I feel like when there is such there, there is this both. And we have been talking, you know, about like the daily actions that are so powerful and they add up over time. And what also is important is these like, initiatory experiences and maybe you didn't get like this like lightning bolt realization and maybe you did but there's just these like when we're in high states of pleasure there are chances to rewrite stories or just remember the god that is within ourselves and is guiding us and that is what i want for people is to just feel that Something I wrote down this morning, I chose the um, hero font card. Um, I used the Toth tarot deck and it was like, and it's Taurus season and it's the Trump of Taurus. And I was just like, and then I opened up my book and it opened up right to the page and I started crying and it represents the holy guardian angel and my work right now about softening and surrendering. And I just got this message of like, and I've been thinking about empowerment and disempowerment and looking at the places where I feel disempowered in my life and just having this like deep empathy for people because of all of these systems of oppression and this generational trauma through my ancestors being colonizers and being colonized and all of the messiness there. Um, because of these systems of oppression, it is really easy to victimize ourselves sometimes when we don't, when we actually aren't a victim. And that nuance, Mm. because I think there's so, it's really dangerous waters of gaslighting and victim blaming people. And I want to create a little bit of space to just ask the gentle question of like, are there places in my life, so I'll speak personally, and then it can be an invitation for others, where I feel like I, something's happening to me, where really it's happening for me, and where can I where can I see this as an opportunity? Where can I see it as an opportunity and and get excited about it and be grateful for it and not be this bossy bottom to life again, where it's just like, well, that sucks. I don't want that. Uh, fuck that. It needs to be different. This needs to be different. And where can I, like, yes, there's so much space to, like, to do that fight. And then also, like, where can I soften and surrender and be like, thank you. Thank you for this message. Thank you for this lesson. Thank you for this disgust. Thank you for this ickiness. Thank you for this learning. And that's where I'm at right now. And I'm I'm excited to create space for people to, like you said, not have power over others, not have power, that dominating energy, but to 
find that power within ourselves of like gratitude like wow like this gets to happen for me and that feels so fucking empowering and what do I want to do with my life then what do I get to do this is like this is fun this is playful this is pleasurable I'm in choice yeah I love that because it reminds me of like to me it's this connection of an energy that's bigger than domination or sub what's the other half of that sub submission Submission. Thank you. <laughs> Subination. I was like, what is this word? Sublimation. Um, submission. <laughs> uh, how'd it go again? Um, that, that those are dynamics that can be, again, useful tools, like any duality, any, you know, it, yeah. it, they can, they have a place where they're, they're useful in terms of learning or exploring and like th- their wholeness in my experience is held by this larger unity right it's like to kind of use a spirituality term of like the unified soul or like this kind of notion of this large the non-duality the unified field um or the you know the quantum field this non-space-time space that i spend a lot of time in as a spider queen like this space where you know it all of these other dynamics happen inside that space and that's Mm -hmm. where there's that's and there's a way that we can still explore the beauty and the dynamic learning without it being so injurious and shredding of the this is what I've seen in the quantum field of like without it being so shredding of um of things that are vibrant <laughs> that there are these like threads that that there's 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 more there's more that it can I like 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 in your work that you say of just being like uh, I forget exactly what I read, but it was like this this piece of like being content and wanting more, like having enough. Mm. I think you said talk, you talked about having enough and still like, you know, being – it's like this desire, this unquenchable desire is the creative life force that like mm-hmm. life begets life. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that something's wrong because we want more. It just means that we're alive, mm-hmm. right? And so like – so that space of like how we create a reality, a shared reality that takes care of things where we get to want more um, from a place of wholeness, where we get to have the play of submission and yeah. domination inside a context, right? Inside these loving relations, that kink, the beauty of kink or the beauty of of, mm-hmm. of sports, good teammanship, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. and uh, so all of that comes to mind for me. And this other piece that I'm so glad you mentioned is like I talked about that daily kind of relational shifting with myself or other people and like, oh, my God, yes, the power of ritual, the power of container, the power yeah. of collective work is immeasurable. And I absolutely am where I am today because of that kind of yeah. portal jumping. Like, yeah. absolutely. And I am where I am today because I've done – I think five firewomans. Like that's also true. Yeah. Like I've gone yeah. through, you know, gone through and co-created from the very first one that I went to when I offered um, to come and just help set up, just kind of be another hands-on. And I got there and mm-hmm. I said, I have a practice of calling the temple and calling the temple guardians. Like, you know, are do you welcome that here? And imagine said yes. And so from the very first time I went, I was. You know, like Firewoman has been a place with like temple guardians and resurrected like time space portal. And when we're inside the temple, it's a vibrational field where things make sense in a way that Mm -hmm. they don't make sense when you're not in that vibrational field. Right. Like things make sense. And so we enter those spaces where things make sense and we learn how to become the temple, which means Mm -hmm. we can take that wisdom with us. 
instead of leaving the temple where we can't maintain it because we're existing outside that vibrational field. So it doesn't hold meaning. Yeah. It doesn't mean yeah. the same thing, right? So we come, we gather, it helps us attune to step up, to learn the things, and to create stronger and stronger sacred space in our own being so that we can maintain that we can resurrect the temple in ourselves, maintain that space, mm-hmm. build it in our home and in our life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and do that with skills. I mean, I just, it, ceremony and ritual and portal, it's real. That shit is so real. Like it's, it's so, so real. real. It's so real. It's, it blows my mind. Um, and it can't be explained in a podcast. Like, and it can't be explained in an Instagram post. You know, it's like one of those things that are is so ethereal and like language doesn't do it justice you know it is it language is such a constraint um social media is such a constraint like it is it's just it breaks it's poetry that breaks beyond the barriers of what is able to be explained and um and it's all important like the like you said the daily actions are important and um And I feel like those portal jumpings, like you were calling them, I love that, helps inspire the daily action. Because sometimes it's like, well, that's why do the freaking daily action? Right. Like, it's like, oh, no, it's, that's it's, why. It's both, it's both <laughs> to get us ready for the portal and to help us integrate after we've crossed. Like, that's exactly. what I think those daily actions yep. do. Like, they make us ready. Like, we do practice. This is, it's like, I, like, practice makes, practice makes practiced. Practice makes Uh practiced. Like that's what that is. We practice so that when we need to use those skills, we have them right there. And so when we're in the portal and we're confronted with a past life memory or we're witnessing other people in extreme exposure, we know how to breathe. Because we yeah. practice breathing every day. Yeah. <laughs> like we know how to take a moment and say, I'm going to ask for guidance. I'm going to pull a yeah. card. That's so yeah. useful when you're inside the portal. Yeah. That's so useful yeah. when you're outside the portal and you're different. Now yeah. I'm different. I was somebody on Thursday and now it's Monday and I'm different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I do? How do I do mm-hmm. anything? And it's like you pull a card. You mm-hmm. go to your journal. You remember. You breathe yeah. deep. You, you, yeah. you remember. You use the skills to pull yeah. yourself through and weave and integrate. And that's part of that, like having enough and, and going for more is that integration mm-hmm. piece, is the preparation, the experience and the integration that are constantly happening. We're not just the way that we're, our heart is beating, our brain is working, our, you know, our cerebral spinal fluid is flowing. We're digesting our food. We're praise be for food. Like what so beautiful. I just, I'm very blessed and I'm grateful. And like, I have all of these systems in my body going and (laughs) all these systems in my body going and they're all happening simultaneously. That's the Mm -hmm. same cycle of integrate like preparation portal integration like the conversation we had with our you know our parent or caregiver two weeks ago that we're still digesting right we're integrating that and listening to this podcast is is a portal in and of itself so you're inside a portal you're prepared for it now you're in the portal then after the podcast you're going to be thinking about it you're going to be integrating meanwhile you like ate some drank some tea I'm drinking tea right now that's full of these plants and so I did that this morning preparing you know my body I'm packing like you know it's like all of those it's not just there's one line I'm not just you know preparing portal and it's like overlapping overlapping it's that Mm -hmm. weave you know that's that can't you see it? The quantum field. It's all happening. 
Amazing. Uh, well, Luna, I'm feeling the gathering energy happening. And so mm-hmm. the completion energy coming in and I can feel it mm-hmm. too. And so um, I have a couple kind of formal, my, my formal, my, my, my closing <laughs> questions. Um, but my kind of prepare for that is, is there anything else right now in our time, like on your heart from our conversation, mm-hmm. whether something that we talked about or something completely off subject, is there something that you, um, anything you want to share? I think just for whoever's listening to just have a bit of empathy for themselves today and bringing that piece in of like you know whatever struck with you to just be so gentle with yourself and like like what are bringing our talk with respect to how can you respect exactly where you're at and how can you be so Mm. gentle and loving to towards yourself and just like what would it what would it be like even for 30 seconds if you just like let yourself just be like stop stop bothering yourself stop feeling the urgency to to shift and change and be something else but just like this is me this is who I get to be right now on this space and time on this planet in this body it gets to be me and it gets to be just the way it is without anything different. Thanks. Thanks for that. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it really, like, really touched me. I just, that feeling of like, yeah, to be the generous, kind companion yeah with yourself on the road yeah it's just it's the good it's the good good um (sighs) thank you for that reminder and invitation it's always good uh second to last question (laughs) uh where do you like people to um find you connect with you they're like, I'm ready. Where's some more Luna? What's what's mm. show me the rest? What's else you got going on? Where do you like to send people? What do you want um, to offer people? Tell people about. Well, if you just want to get to know me, I hang out a lot on Instagram. So um, at Luna underscore underscore Dietrich. Dietrich is spelled diet rich. Um, and my website is Luna Dietrich, or you can just type in Pussy Witch, which is my other name. So just yeah pussy, witch, just exactly how you think it's spelled. And um, yeah, I also have like really beautiful courses that are free. Like they're mini courses, but they're really not. Um, So if you want more pleasure, I have a pleasure witch practice course. If you want more embodied leadership and redefining success and making money be really pleasurable with lots of integrity, I have a boss witch tease, which is, um, they both are, like tastes of my flagship courses. I have two flagship courses where they're like deep, deep, deep immersions, like four to six months long. Uh, We're in practice together. We have guest teachers. So if you want tastes of those, they're like, they have so, there's so much offerings there and they're tastes of what I have to offer. So um, I'm in the business of pleasure and pleasure is my business. So um, that's how you can get to know me. I would love, I would be 
so, so, so honored to work with you. I love, um, I love going deep with people. I love it. So beautiful. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. So we've touched a lot on this in certain ways, but this is, this is the, the closing question is here on Vagina Talks, we are weaving that world. We are like mm. committed to making the one that we're going to. We like mm. know. And I know it's, it's a very presumptuous question because I know that you're here to help bring that other reality into full mm. existence. To full mm. existence beyond what we even can consider, like, like we imagine, we think we came here on a mission, right? That I think a lot of us are like, we're our star beings are, we're just we're getting clues along the way for our human beings, right? Like it's we really came here on a mission. So you're here, and you have your piece, your thread. There's a piece that you're doing, and and. Uh, I love the sometimes I think of the the quote or the phrase um uh, if you don't know where you're going you'll end up where you're headed. And mm. so to help paint the picture of where we're going so we can know where to orient mm. ourselves, right? Where are we going? What's the part of this of this reality, of this potential reality that we're committed to it's like I'm not going to stop till it's here. Mm. how many lives have I come back around I haven't quit yet Mm. like it's like you know I'm in I'm in like where Mm. are we going um there's a part that you see you know you have that you've been shown and it can be something you've seen many many times it could be something that comes through right now but what's Mm. give us a piece of the of the painting of the land that we are um living into bringing into being Yeah, we're, I see us bringing back some really important ancient wisdom that certain, you know, indigenous people still hold today. And I see that we're incorporating it into our modern lifestyle. Like how to, and and some of that ancient wisdom being nuanced and um, that both and, and, you know, deconstructing these like moral hierarchies um, and institutional authorities, um, but more of this inner knowing of integrity and um, and community accountability that is not hierarchical and yeah, the, the, as a practicing hermeticist, just that, like, that nuance, that, um, how to, how to hold complexity, how to hold multiple truths, and, um, with that being really gentle, with one another and 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 really compassionate and bringing back animism bringing back respect not just for our relationships and for ourselves but for the the plant people and the rock people and the waters and the and and money as a spirit you know seeing these things as spirits 
and and in relationships and like that wisdom is there and and people are embodying it indigenous people today are embodying it and um our ancestors knew it and we can incorporate it here again today yeah hmm. yes indeed thank you thank you so i just want to let people know that they can yeah you're so welcome you can join um luna are you going to be at the opening ceremony is that is that part of your schedule or not i can't remember i i can't i can't commit i'm going to um a another ceremony for a friend who's having a a baby um outside yeah more babies so i might be able to make it but i can't promise Right, 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 right. I remember. We were like, come on in late if you make it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but Luda will be joining us uh, for the for the weekend. Uh, you'll be around and contributing and, and weaving and all of that, which is so exciting, Firewoman. Um, and I just want to let people know, if you want to get a taste of Imagine and that container and that calling of the temple and that space, that there is a free ceremony next Thursday before the whole retreat. So mm-hmm. if you are interested, you're intrigued at this at this portal, um, but are want to have a little bit more of an experience before you commit and invest for the whole weekend, I would invite you to clear your schedule for the weekend and then come to the ceremony and and decide to give yourself, if you can do I mean, if you can, it's your life. Give yourself that weekend um, to make some space. Um, come and join the ceremony and and participate in that way and then either join us for the weekend or use the space that you've made in the weekend to you know nourish yourself in whatever way you're inspired through that so that's my invitation for us you can find that link down below um firewoman and um can join us and if there's anyone that you think will be nourished by our conversation luna and i's conversation today please share this podcast my Mm. number one way that this podcast gets spread around is not promotion it is not social media it is friends texting friends check out Mm. this episode so please 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 i encourage you if there's that one person that you think think they could really use to hear that um go ahead and send it that way you can also take a snapshot um or share it straight to your instagram stories um from spotify or you know you can just literally post it in your stories and go ahead and tag um luna and i let us know if there's something that stirred you and uh and was medicine for you we'd be happy to to hear you and and see you from see you from that landscape Mm -hmm. Um, yeah oh Thank you, everybody. I hope you got exactly what you needed from this time. Luna, Sophia, dear, sweet, beloved listener, wherever you are, I wish you great health, great safety, great peace, great Mm. self-empathy, and uh, a deep remembrance that you may come through, um, come through this time in this moment and have more, more, more of yourself, more of yourself now than ever before. Luna, thank you so much for being with thank us today. Thank you. So good. So, so good. All right, everybody. Take care. Take care of each other. That's the deal. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> 
remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes. So go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it and share the love with a rate or a review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram at SophiaWiseOne uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.